Hello once again to our listeners. Happy 8 Mubarak and welcome back to the 8th episode of the IVSA Kelantan Podcast Show. Today, we have with us Dr. Ruhil Hayati Binti Hamdan from University of Malaysia, Kelantan as our guest speaker for today's episode. Dr. Ruhil graduated from University of Terendana, Malaysia with a degree in Biodiversity, Conservation and Management and later furthered her Master's in Aquatic Animal Health. She later pursued her PhD in Aquatic Animal Health in University of Putra, Malaysia. Dr. Ruhil currently works as a lecturer here in University of Malaysia, Kelantan under the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine and she specializes in fish health. Today, she is here with us to talk about antimicrobial resistance, which is an interesting topic in both medical and veterinary field. Hello, Doctor. Welcome to our eighth episode today. Hi, Jaya. How are you feeling today, Doctor? Hi, feeling nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't worry. We'll go with very easy, very openly today. Okay, shall we start off with the first question? Sure, sure. Okay. In terms of AMR, short for antimicrobial resistance, how is it progressing in Malaysia? So, um, on a global scale, um, antimicrobial resistance is recognized as a One Health challenge due to the uh, continual and increased development and distribution uh, of resistant microbes and genes among humans, animals, and the environment. So, there is a major drawback in terms of the lack of research assessing the coexistence of AMR in this sector. So, um, extensive research highlighted uh, food animal manufacture structures that are likely to harbour reservoir or promote transmission of AMR in addition to increasing human colonisation with AMR commensal bacteria. So, um, numerous antibiotic stewardship policies have been designed and implemented in um, medical practices and animal husbandry in high and mid- middle-income countries. So, at our national level, Nature has published um, an action plan, namely a Malaysian Action Plan on Antimicrobial Resistance, uh, MyAppAMR, uh, through a collaborative effort between the Ministry of Health, MOH, and Ministry of Agriculture and agro-based industry, MOA, Malaysia. Um, in this action plan, a few other departments were included. So, uh, on animal aspect, the, the Department of uh, Veterinary Services, DBS, and National Pharmaceutical Regulatory Agency, uh, NPRA, are involved in the One Health approach. So, for environmental aspect, uh, were represented by the uh, pharmaceutical Services Division, PSD under um, MOH. So, uh, the bodies uh, involved in the Malaysian One Health Approach are uh, the Division of Fisheries, okay, DOF Malaysia, uh, and then uh, Ministry of Higher Education, MOHI, with Malaysia One Health University Network, my OHUN. So, uh, others like Medical Develop- uh, Development Department, uh, and then Health Education Communication Centre, and then uh, our IMR, Institute of Medical Research, uh, Food Safety and Quality Division, and many more. So, however, um, we still need research concentrating on high-income setting, attitudes, emotion, and belief on the utilization of antimicrobials remain underexplored in lower and middle-income countries uh, like Malaysia. 
So, uh, mycomagical and epidemiological and social science exploration are required at community and farming across the One Health range uh, to fill the gaps uh, in information and knowledge of AMR. Okay, thank you, Doctor. So, um, which industry is most concerned in contributing to AMR in Malaysia? Actually, humans, animals, and the environment uh, mostly to contribute to increase the AMR. But uh, our livestock industry uh, is the most uh, contributor to AMR. So, as antibiotics are widely used in healthcare to treat or prevent uh, bacterial infection, and then uh, as growth enhancer, therapeutics and metaphylaxis in animal husbandry. Uh, and then transmitted in the environment through irrigation using wastewater or inappropriate disposal and treatment of human and agriculture waste. Okay. Um, the next one will be, uh, what are the commonly used antimicrobial agents in livestock and how do they affect the usage of these in human therapies? So, uh, in Malaysia, all antibiotics indicated for disease treatment and metaphylaxis are regulated by NPRA, uh, National Pharmaceutical Regulatory, Regulatory Agency. So, which is which is the Drug uh, Control Authority of Malaysia under Ministry of Health. So, whereas premixes that uh, contain antibiotics for disease prevention and growth promotion are under control of the Department of Veterinary Services, DVS, under uh, MOA. So, in accordance to the FIT Act uh, 2009. Uh, so, until up to November 2017, uh, there are 458 antibiotics that registered uh, for use in livestock. So, um, for the group the group of the drug, uh, there are am aminoglycoside, amphenicol, uh, beta-lactam, carbosylic, cephalosporin, and then fluoroquinolone, lincosamide, uh, microlite, uh, and then otosomycin, pleuromutilin, polyether, polymycin, septogamine, and then sulfonamide, tetracycline, and then there are combination drug containing timetoprim and um, other combination drug that uh, contains more than two antibiotics. So, however, um, this registered uh, antibiotic that fall under WHO criteria uh, of critically important antimicrobials. Uh, so, these antibiotics are identified by WHO as critically important for human health and their use should be restricted in uh, veterinary sector. Um, so, the, the uh, antibiotic uh, that include in this um, uh, list, uh, which is uh, which are ampicillin, amoxicycline, cefadroxil, chlorotetracycline, um, doxycycline, erythromycin, flomiquine, uh, gentamicin, neomycin, uh, oxytetracycline, spiromycin, sulfadiazine and sulfadimethosin. Okay, thank you, Doctor. Uh, next, I'll pass it to Ashley for the coming questions. Uh, hello, Doctor. So, there are, there are many ways which we can test the level of AMR, and one of them is ASC, which is the uh, 
antimicrobial susceptibility test. Uh, what is your opinion in using ASD for making a reasoned and sensible decision of an antibiotic treatment for farm animals? And do we have any other methods which are less expensive or more convenient for farmers? Okay, uh, actually, um, standard growth based uh, technology based on um, this diffusion and growth dilution still dominate uh, in um, antimicrobial susceptibility tests. So, actually, they are slow and require pure cultures, but in other aspects, serve the purpose well. So, only few rapid growth-based uh, AST method work directly with polymicrobial clinical sample, which is required in uh, point-of-care technique. I see, doctor. Uh, so, moving on to the next question. Livestock aside, are there any aquatic species or populations that are greatly affected by AMR? Sorry, uh, can you repeat? <laughs> Uh, it's okay, doctor. Uh, so, uh, aside from livestock, are there any aquatic species or populations that are affected by AMR? Okay, uh, as we all know, uh, aquaculture system and farms have been designated uh, as genetic reactors or hotspot for AMR genes. So, um, where significant genetic exchange and recombination can occur, which can shape the evolution of future resistant profile. So it has been estimated that 90% um, of bacteria uh, originating in seawater are resistant to one or more antibiotics and up to 20% of the bacteria are resistant to at least five antibiotics. So once these bacteria acquire AMR genes, uh, they may exist for a long time in the environment. So even... Uh, the selection uh, pressure seizes. So, uh, fin fish and shellfish that have been cultured in this environment prone to expose to AMR. So, a great concern for vivaf species such as oyster, mussels and scallops because uh, this organism is filter feeders. So, this organism will filter any particle in the water. Okay, so Dr. You mentioned about how uh, bacteria in water gain MR and how would I would like to ask how would proper livestock sewage disposal and improper disposal of antibiotics affect water quality for aquatic animals so um, as we all know that uh, after this antibiotic entering the water ecosystem so they have the ability to change the structure of the microbes and can vanish many species of microorganism including uh, that responsible for carbon cycling and primary productivity. So, for an instance, the presence of antibiotic pollution in aquatic environment was shown to lead to an increased frequency of toxic cyanobacteria species. So, this, uh, this cyanobacteria will cause uh, eutrophication uh, and then will cause uh, lower dissolved oxygen. So, uh, as we all know that antibiotic residue also will accumulate in the body, uh, including muscle tissue, uh, blood, internal organs and uh, the eggs. So, if, even the food animals that are given antibiotic must go through a withdrawal period before the products are sent to the market. So, the level of antibiotic um, residue detected in the food product must not exceed the legal permissibility level, So, which is also known uh, as maximum residue level, MRL. So, um, our consumer should have uh, 
cognizance of the fact that antibiotic residue may lead to emergence of antibiotic resistance which could possibly be transferred to men and result in treatment failure or clinically significant infection. So, um, the higher level in the river eco uh, ecosystem also can cause uh, various infection to animals as well as human beings. Alright. Uh, I'm glad to know that there are measures in place to help uh, combat MR in Malaysia. And thank you for your insight, Doctor. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. Uh, we have come to the conclusion of today's podcast session. MR is one of the prevalent issues in the Malaysian veterinary community. As we have learned from our discussion with Dr. Ruhil today, farms and livestock are not the only fields affected by MR, as it also affects aquatic life. I believe MR also affects other aspects of our lives in many ways. Therefore, we should be aware of the severity of the impact of MR as it involves all of us. Thank you so much for your time today, Doctor, and thanks to the team for making this project possible. For those of you who are listening or watching right now, thank you so much too. Do look out for future episodes and happy Eid Mubarak to all those who are celebrating. Thank you, Jaya and Ashley. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Bye.